but those who exalt them themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. As you just heard, folks, that was me in discussing the later on story. So today, we're going to discuss what we should do as a Christian, how we should go out in this life and live life and do what God has called us to do biblically and not let the religious leaders control our life. So stay tuned. Cue the music. That's the thing I used to hear when I was a little kid. This guy on radio, he used to come on radio, and he, that was the first thing he'd say. He'd say, you know what makes me sick? But anyway, besides the point, this is what makes me sick. Me and my buddy uh, Friday was talking after work. You know, it's so sad that we see these politics and we see all these religious leaders and everything like that bashing against people for reaching out to the lost. You know, it's our job as Christians to reach out to the lost. It means not go to church to find the lost. No, no, our job is to go to places like the dark ends of the earth. It's our job is to go to like these bars. It's our job is to go to these, these, these strip clubs. It's our job is to go to the streets. It's our job is to go to the corners. It's our job to go out into the world. It's lost and dying world and save the lost. It's our job to go out and share the gospel to these people. It's not our job to go to church and say, No, oh, thank you, God. Thank you for everything you do. And then, go, and then go from church and then go back to living like the world. No, heck no. Our job as Christians is to go out into this lost and dying world and be a flashlight. The Bible says we're a light to a dark world. The Bible tells us we're a salt of the life. We are we are the ones that Jesus created. Now, I'm going to re- read a little bit to you here in a minute, but I'm so sick and tired of people saying, you better not go to them bars like that. That's bad influence. They look bad on you to talk to those people about Jesus. You shouldn't tell them about that. You shouldn't go to bars and talk about Jesus. That's not right. You shouldn't go because that makes you look bad. You don't do that. Well, let me tell you something, buddy. Let me tell you something. Who's going to go to the bars and tell these people about Jesus? Who's going to go to these strip clubs and tell people about Jesus? Who's going to go to these bad places that are filled with sin and share the gospel to these people? Who are going to get on Facebook and do a video of what is wrong in this world? No, no, gay marriage is not right. You know, it is not right. Uh, Going in and indulging in alcohol to the point where you can't see straight, it's not right. Going and lusting over a woman dancing on a pole or a man dancing on a pole, whatever the heck it might be, that's not right. That's sin. Sin is something in your heart that whenever you let sin into your life, that's whenever you disappear from God. Okay, When you have sin into your life, God cannot see you. He can see you, but your relationship with God does not get no better because God is somebody who has no sin. So if you have sin in your life, that means what? That means you're separated from God. That's what sin is. And whenever you die and you go to hell, hell is a place of sin. It's a place where God is not there. That's what hell is. Hell is a place where God is not there. So imagine, if you think you're so blessed in this world, imagine if God was not had his finger on your life. So imagine if God was not around you at all, period. If you didn't have God in your life, your life would be wrecked. I know my life would be crazy. I couldn't be able to see straight. Couldn't be able to move down the road for nothing. With, I mean, I thank God for being able to roll out of my bed every morning. Thank you, God. Thank you for my wonderful children, my wonderful family. And that's all I need. I need your blessings, Father, to help me through this day. God, help me from keeping strangling these people on the sides of the road who are crazy. I'm ranting today. Today, I'm just ranting because 
I'm sick and tired of hearing these religious people saying, Terry, you better not go to these places and share the gospel of the church because that's going to look bad on you. Let me tell you something, mother trucker. I don't care. Our job is to go out into a lost and dying world and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It ain't about sitting behind the pulpit all the time and with your little fancy dress clothes on and go and share the gospel at church and church only. Our job is to reach out into the lost and dying world. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, our job is to reach out to the lost. Our job is to reach out to the lost. I cannot emphasize that enough. We are to go out and share our story. When you're saved by Jesus Christ, when you are washed by the blood, and you're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you're baptized in the name of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, the Godhead. You're baptized in that. It means you go down, and when you raise up out of that water again, you're not the old person. Friends, Green said, whenever you go down and you come back up, the old you has passed away and the new creation has begun. Whenever you get accepted by Jesus Christ, when you accept him in your, in your heart as your Lord and Savior, that means that your old self is gone. Okay, so here we go. So, could you imagine that? Could you imagine if that person didn't come to you and say, but Jesus loves you, where would you be at? Hmm, where would you be at? Just like this. What if that person didn't go to the hospital to visit you when you're sick? What if that person that come visit you when you was in jail? What if that person that come talk to you when you was at the bar commit, you know, contemplate on suicide or drinking yourself to death? What if that person that come to you when you was at a point of lust over a woman or a man? What if that person that come to you when you was homeless? What if that person that come to you when you was hungry or you was thirsty? You know, that's what we're, our job is as Christians. We're to reach out into this lost and dying world, folks. Come on. This is what this podcast is about. This podcast is about the movement of Jesus, the temple fit movement. Our bodies are temples. Now, you're supposed to treat your body as a temple, right? So, we're, we treat our body good. We eat as good as we possibly can, clean as we possibly can. We exercise daily to keep our, our body going. Just like when your car, you go get your car oil change, whatever, 3,000. Some cars, 5,000. My truck is like 7,000 something miles, blah, blah, blah. But you go and you maintenance your car. Because you don't want your car to break down on you, do you? No, no. So you got to maintenance your body. you got to eat good, eat good, clean food, because you don't want to put cheap, dirty gas into your car. No, you want to put the good stuff. So you want to put good food into your body. Because your body runs on f- food for fuel. So you go to, the, go to the gym, exercise. You ain't got to do it every day, all day. At least, you know, a couple of days a week. Do some heavy cardio. Do a little weight training, because that little weight training helps you lose a little weight. The weight that you need that will hold you back from being able to, I don't know, Run that extra 15 minutes, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever it is. You know, that's the fraternity. Get your body into a better shape, okay? So if you exercise and you, you eat good, the only thing that does also helps you with is your mental state. You know, fitness helps you on a mental state too. Not just your body and your physical, it's going mental. Because if you can see a goal and you reach after it and you can crush that goal, What's going to happen? Your body's going to—it's going to produce endorphins. That means you're going to be happy. So when you push past that, you're going to be happy. Just like when you go out into this dying world and you share the gospel of Jesus Christ and you lead somebody, you help lead somebody to Jesus. God gives you that blessing, that feeling. Just like when you're in the gym and you're crushing that weight and you're like, oh yeah, I can do it again. Blah 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 blah. But you know what happens? Your body reduces endorphins. You get happy and you get excited and you want to do it again. Just like when you share the gospel of Jesus Christ to somebody else who is lost and dying and going to hell, that your your God will 
you send the Holy Spirit to you in that situation, and it will help you go past all the strongholds that you're battling. Just like me, I'm battling anxiety and depression on a daily basis. But I don't let that get me down. You know, I don't. I let that use, for me, as fuel in the fire. You know, whenever I, I get a, I get an opportunity to pray with somebody, just like the other day, a great friend of mine was talking at Walmart, and uh, we was just, just, just having a conversation chat about his boy. And all of a sudden, he's like, you know what? Remember my son, your prayers. Was, I could have very easily said, man, I will. I'll pray for you at church. What the heck, people? No, no, you don't do that. You stop immediately because Jesus tells us in his Bible. Just like I, in the last podcast, I told you guys that, that when Jesus saw Peter sinking in the water, when Jesus was walking on water, he didn't say, oh, man, bro, let me do this first. No, 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 no. What he done, he immediately reached out his hand and he pulled Jesus up, just like our job. Our job is to whenever, whenever like, like my buddy there, for example, he said, man, he's remembering your prayer because my son really needs it. You know what I done? I said, let's pray for him right now. I didn't say, wait just a minute, let me go do this other thing first. Heck no. I said, no, let's pray for you now. Right in the middle of Walmart aisle. And I ain't boasting, I ain't bragging on me, but I want to tell you right now, I ain't going to let nobody in this world, whatever, blah, 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 tell me otherwise. Because Jesus died for us and died for them. And it's our job to share that. It's our job to be the light into the dying world. So, whenever you got these religious leaders who call themselves the religious leaders, our job is to correct them when they're wrong. See, Jesus tells us in Matthew, in the book of Matthew, he says in chapter 23, I'm going to read a little bit to you. Excuse me there. It says, Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they teach. Boom, buddy. Boom. So you know these, these religious leaders, they don't practice what they preach. So don't, don't go there, Terry. Don't do that. Don't go to the hospital and pray for the sick. Don't do that. Don't go to the jail because you might get stabbed. Don't do that. You don't do that. That's not good Christian-like. Bull crap! Jesus tells us plainly his word. We're supposed to pray for the sick. We're supposed to visit the one in jail. And we're supposed to go and feed the hungry. And we're supposed to clothe the naked. And then, and then father or mother, whatever, the, 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 the orphans. So it says, they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. See, these religious leaders are bullcrap. Just we have these today. We have these religious leaders today. I ain't gonna say no names, but you know, recently there was a flood in Texas, and somebody didn't open up their humongous mega church to let the people in who was homeless. You know. Not saying no names, but you guys can do the research and find out who you want to listen to. But there it says here in chapter verse 5, it says, Everything they do is for show. On their arms they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside. They wear robes with extra long tassels. And they love to sit at the head of the table at banquets and the seats of honor in the synagogues. These people, we have these people today. They love to receive and respect Respectful greetings as they walk into marketplaces. And to be called rabbi. Don't let anyone call you rabbi. For you you have only one teacher. And all of you are equal as brothers and sisters in Christ. 
That means nobody is greater than the other person. You know, whoever you guys are listening to me, thank you for listening to this podcast. We are equal in God's eyes. You're my brother and you are my sister in Christ. We're not better than each other. We're nothing. And don't address anyone on earth as father. I just crushed a whole lot of spirits right there. For only God in heaven is your father. You have a heavenly father and you have your earthly father. Your earthly father is your guy that was your dad growing up. That's your earthly father. Then you have a heavenly father. You do not have a religious father besides Jesus Christ. That is the only one you call father. You do not call your pastor or your preacher in church, Hey, Father, can you forgive me of my sins because I made a boo-boo? You don't do that. Jeez, people. This is crazy, crazy. And don't let anyone call you teacher because you only have one teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be a servant. Jesus came here not to be this. He didn't come here to be the head of the table. He didn't come here to be the, oh gosh, let me give you a golden coat. Jesus, you're great. Well, Jesus is great, but he didn't come here to have that, that, that calling on his life. No, 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 no. No, Jesus came here to serve us so we can learn to serve others. Like at the Last Supper. You know, I was talking to my buddies the other day when I was talking about the Last Supper. I said, you know, when Jesus came for the Last Supper, I said, you know, Jesus didn't sit at the head of the table. He didn't. When the when the disciples came in, at that day at that time of of time ugh, time of year, blah blah blah, back in the day, they washed their feet when they came in because I'm guessing they had open toe shoes. They didn't have closed shoes, you know, all that stuff. So their feet was probably dusty and dirty. So I'm guessing just like you know, you take your shoes off at your front door at your house because you don't want to track dirt through your house. Just like these people, they washed their feet when they walked into their house. Jesus, the Son of God, these twelve disciples sat at the table at the Last Supper, and knew that Jesus was the Son of God. Didn't just realize that. They knew that he was. They, they sat down, and Jesus washed washed their feet. He was a servant to them. Just like Jesus when he went to the well. The woman at the well. You remember that story, folks? The woman at the well. Uh, Jesus knew all about her. He served her. He got her water. And she said, he, t- he told her, he said, he said, ma'am, he said, here's your earthly drink of water, but I am the one you drink of my water and you will never thirst again. Jesus was a servant. There's multiple par- parables of Jesus and we'll, we will discuss those in this podcast, I promise. But let's get back to the reading real quick. I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. It says, but Jesus he says, the greatest among you must be a servant. Because God, Jesus was the greatest among us, and he was a servant to us. He served us all the way to the cross, and he serves us today. But those who exalt them themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. When you go out and you preach to these people about Jesus Christ, you're going, you're, your hard work, God's going to see it, and he's going to bless you internally. When you go out these, into the hospitals, and you and you pray for the sick, and you, and you put your hands on the sick, and you pray for them. God sees that, and He loves that about you. He wants you to do that. He wants you to share His gospel. He wants you to share prayer with each other. He wants you to fellowship one another. When you go to these jails, and you visit somebody who don't, you don't even know them. You just like you walk up to the jailhouse, jail, the the prison, whatever, and you say, "I want to visit somebody who's not had a visitor in however many long," and you walk in. Okay, you get in there, you get your access, and you go through all that stuff, and you're in. You just listen to that person. That's all you gotta do. Just listen. And at the end of it, can I pray for you? 
That's it. Done. You share in the gospel of Jesus Christ because Jesus listened to our problems and then we pray for him. That's it. And then the hunger. You see somebody on the side of the road, fooey booey, if you think they're going to go buy dope or buy alcohol with it. Fooey booey, it's not our place to, to, to judge that. It's God's place. Our place is to share. If you got 20 bucks in your pocket, you know what? You're listening to this podcast. you got a phone. you got a computer. You're blessed. Give that dude 20 bucks. Let him go. If he's going to go blow it up his nose, he's going to blow up his nose. But you know what? You're going to be able to sleep at night because you gave that guy 20 bucks and you're hoping and praying that that guy goes and uses that for good. Goes and buys him a hamburger or something. Buys him some socks or whatever the case might be. That's what you got to go with. That's what I do with. When I give somebody money, you know what? I was like, you know what, God? I pray and I hope this guy uses it for his best ability. But you know what? When I hand him $20, I don't say, here go, buddy. Don't go blow it up your nose. No, I say, buddy, I hope you have a great day and a blessed life. And I pray that God takes care of you. <coughs> Excuse me. So what sorrow awaits you, teachers, of the religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites. That's what Jesus says, you hypocrites. For you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. People who's preaching this parable, this, uh, uh oh, crap. This financial gospel, whatever it's called, it's, um, uh, I don't know, we'll come up in a minute. These people are doing that. Come on, folks. Jesus didn't come there and preach, Oh, you come worship me and you have millions of dollars in your bank account. No. No, Jesus told us, Hey, you follow me, your life is going to be having, it's going to be trials, it's going to be tribulations, it's going to be heartache, it's going to be it's going to be headache, it's going to be trouble. But, Paul says, and I think it's in Acts, it says, when Who uh, who adores, not adores, but who endures the race from the beginning to the end? When you make it to heaven, you're going to have a crown of thorns in heaven because you're good, well, faithful servant. Come on, folks. I'm I'm on fire. When, and it says, For you shut the door in the kingdom of heavens, and you cut, shut the king, shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves, and you don't let others enter either. Right there. That's what I was wanting to tell you guys. These religious leaders, these people that you call pastors and preachers and popes and blah, 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 whatever you call them, if they're not doing what the Bible tells you to do, they're doing it wrong too. Don't follow what what they're teaching. Read the Bible, learn the Bible, live the Bible, and love the Bible. Because the Bible is where God talks to us. It's where God reveals Himself daily with us is in His Word. So folks, you got to get out. You got to don't let this bullcrap people tell you not to do what God's called you to do. If God called you to go and pray for somebody, you go do it. <coughs> you go out and you pray for this person. You don't sit back in your little lollygog chair and say, you know what, somebody else going to pray for him. I ain't going to do it. Because you know what, Skippy, somebody else will go pray for it and that somebody else will get the blessing that God's got upon that person. So you're missing out on God's blessings. By not going out and doing what God has called you to do. Praying for somebody. Visiting somebody. All you got to do is talk to somebody. Hey, how's it going? Just listen. God calls us in so many different ways. But I can tell you one thing he's going to call us for. has to be a flashlight in this dark and dying world we're living in today. This world's dying, folks. Jesus is coming back soon. You know what? I'm done with this podcast. Come back next time. I have another podcast. Next episode, I'm interviewing a great friend of mine from church. He's our deacon. We're going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. So stay tuned, folks. Love you. God bless. And please get out there and share the gospel of Jesus Christ because this is the Temple Fit Movement.